The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Learn more at usbank.com slash newsroom. Good morning. I'm James Homan from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, August 10th. In today's news, the judge in Paul Manafort's trial apologizes. More Democrats defect from Nancy Pelosi. And Mike Pence outlines plans to create the Space Force. But first, the big idea. Donald Trump is the do-as-I-say, not-as-I-do president. For years, he ripped Barack Obama for taking summer vacations to Martha's Vineyard and told voters that he'd be too busy governing to golf if he got elected. On Thursday, Trump hit the links once again on his 11-day summer vacation in New Jersey. As he did so, his Slovenian in-laws attended a naturalization ceremony in Manhattan. Victor and Amalia Knaus were able to become U.S. citizens because their daughter, Melania, sponsored them. Trump decries this very form of family reunification and has moved aggressively to block other parents from following their children to America. It's part of the president's campaign to reduce the flow of illegal and legal immigration, even though three of his son Barron's four grandparents came to this country via what he denigrates as chain migration. The White House declined to answer questions about whether this is hypocritical. Stephanie Grisham, a spokeswoman for the First Lady, says she doesn't need to because, quote, they are not part of the administration. But the Trump team has also declined to answer specific questions about Melania's pathway to citizenship. She got a green card in 2001, five years after arriving in the States to model and one year after she started dating the celebrity billionaire. She got the visa through a program that was intended to help academic geniuses, corporate executives, Olympic athletes, and Oscar-winning actors. In fact, the year she got her legal residency, only five people from Slovenia received green cards under the EB-1 program. When the New York Post published nude photos of his wife back in August 2016, Donald Trump announced to great fanfare that she would hold a news conference, quote, over the next couple of weeks to reply to accusations that she probably violated immigration law when she first arrived. Melania, he promised, would offer proof that she came in totally legally. Just like the tax returns Trump also pledged to release, it never materialized. How do you win hearts and minds when your own family is taking advantage of the very provisions in immigration law that you routinely say are destroying the country? There's nothing wrong with golfing, vacationing, or immigrating. But the way Trump's in-laws came to the country is another blow to the president's credibility as a messenger on this issue. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one. The federal judge overseeing Paul Manafort's trial in Virginia instructed jurors to disregard one of his own outbursts in the courtroom. On Wednesday afternoon, District Court Judge T.S. Ellis, who has a reputation for being tough on lawyers, excoriated prosecutors for allowing an expert witness from the IRS to sit in the courtroom before he testified. That let him see what other witnesses were saying. But then the assistant U.S. attorney pointed out that the judge had actually told prosecutors earlier that it was totally fine. Ellis shot back, quote, I don't care what the transcript said. Maybe I made a mistake. Don't do it again. After Bob Mueller's team filed a formal complaint, Ellis told jurors on Thursday that he was, quote, probably wrong to chew out the government. 
Also on day eight of the trial, officials from two different banks testified that Trump's former campaign chairman, Manafort, received seven-figure loans that he never would have been able to get if he hadn't made false statements on his applications. And a rep from Citizens Bank testified that Manafort rented his Soho condo on Airbnb, even though he was claiming it was his second home to the bank. This wasn't allowed, and he signed a form saying that he wasn't renting the property. Number two, national Democrats are growing increasingly anxious that the presence of their longtime and polarizing leader, Nancy Pelosi, is making it harder for many of their candidates to compete in crucial swing districts. They even feared could jeopardize their ability to win the House. Republicans are slamming Democratic candidates on Pelosi. The Congressional Leadership Fund, which is the main House GOP super PAC, launched another attack ad against Kansas congressional candidate Paul Davis this week. A vote for Paul Davis is a vote for Nancy Pelosi. That's too risky. That line of attack is notable because Davis is one of 27 Democratic House candidates who has said publicly that he will not support Pelosi if he's elected. Another is Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, who won a primary this week to replace John Conyers and is almost certain to become the first Muslim woman ever elected to Congress. She said it's time for generational change, and she won't support Pelosi under any circumstance. Several Democratic pollsters and strategists also believe that it was anti-Pelosi attacks that may have made the difference in this week's Ohio special election, where the Republican won by less than one percentage point. Number three. Vice President Mike Pence outlined plans to create the new branch of the U.S. military that will be known as a Space Force as soon as 2020. In a speech at the Pentagon on Thursday, Pence warned of the advancements that adversaries like China are making, and he issued a call to arms to preserve the U.S. military's dominance in space. Today, other nations are seeking to disrupt our space-based systems and challenge American supremacy in space as never before. The monumental task of standing up a new branch would require approval by Congress, which shelved the idea last year. It might also require significant new spending and a major reorganization of the U.S. military, which is known as the largest bureaucracy in the world. The idea has run into fierce opposition inside the Pentagon, which is always resistance to change, particularly from the Air Force, which would lose a lot of power to the Space Force, The Air Force Secretary was even caught off guard when Trump first unveiled his proposal for a new Space Force a few months back. All of these obstacles may mean that it never comes to fruition. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, August 10th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. Have a great weekend.